Well, today we've concluded part of the Christmas season. The Christmas season is very unique. I mean, it's been a very busy time uh, for everything that is going on. And, and um, in one sense, uh, we, we give thanks to God for um, uh, the Holy Father, Pope Benedict XVI, who was laid to rest yesterday. So it's been very busy. We pray for him. Um, actually, uh, it's also a first Saturday, or first Friday, I should say, and tomorrow's first Saturday. So we invite you to join us tonight um, at 8 o'clock. We'll be live, uh, uh, bringing the live stream to you for the first Friday devotions. And then tomorrow at 11, we invite you to join us live. Uh, it's been busy. I haven't even put together the talk yet. It's either going to be on a Marian Apparitions because it's a first Saturday, or I might try to throw something together very quickly on Pope Benedict. Um, I think it's timely. Um, so I've not done that in th almost three years. I've always stuck with Marian apparitions on the first Saturdays, but I think this might be a time I have to pray on a little more. So join us at 11 tomorrow. We'll do one or the, uh, one or the other. But the message of this biggest today is the season as much as this we have going on, is the season of Christmas. Now, you heard me say before that the biggest part of the Christmas is a Christmas octave, which begins on Christmas Day and goes for the eight days uh, to January 31st, which is the feast or the solemnity of the Mother of God. And we did a talk on that last week, the importance. But yet people, when they sing Yuletide carols, or they talk about Christmas tide in the things they don't know what that means. Yuletide or Christmas tide. It's not just Yuletide carols, but it is the 12 days of Christmas. Oh yeah, Father, I know that song. The 12 days of Christmas. Now you've heard me every year on this day I speak about this because the 12 days of Christmas are from Christmas Day until the Epiphany. Now, today is January 6th. So the 12 days, you have Christmas Day, then 12 days, then Epiphany. Now, technically, this is Epiphany. But in our diocese, in most dioceses in the United States, the Epiphany celebration was moved to Sunday. And so I will be celebrating the Epiphany Mass, talking more about the Epiphany on Sunday. Fascinating concept of what our Lord gives us and the meaning of Epiphany, so we hope you'll join us. But today closes out a big part of the Christmas season, or actually yesterday, leading into today, and that's the 12 days of Christmas, Yuletide, Christmastide. So what is it that we think of? 12 drummers drumming and pipers piping. Well, what is the true meaning of that? Well, the 12 days of Christmas is really, as I said, Christmas Day to the Epiphany. And the tradition goes, now there's some disputed facts here, but whether or not, that's not the point. The point is, what is the message of this season? But in the mid-1500s, for a couple centuries, to the, about the mid-1800s, Catholicism was actually outlawed in England. This is why I'm praying hard for France and England, uh, two world powers that have fallen away. Uh, France being the first daughter of the church, but there's a lot of prophecy that says England. And I've just been invited to go to the UK 
to come speak. And uh, one of the ladies on the comments says in Birmingham, England, she went there and all of a sudden there's this new passion there. And she said that of the seminarians at the only, at the only um, seminary there in England, Catholic seminary, we're talking about the live streams of the Marian fathers here out of Stockbridge. So it's powerful that something's happening in England. And so this is where it comes from because it's officially outlawed. So in 1995, this priest named Hale <coughs> Stocker claimed that he uncovered evidence about the 12 days of Christmas. Again, it's debated, but the, the, let's just talk about the point here. Um, I'm not even going to give a history lesson, but the, the, the general meaning. Um, he said that it was written the 12 days of Christmas in England, but it really was a clandestine way to teach kids the catechism, to remember their numbers and to remember their faith. And so this, it was really a catechism song to help young Catholics to learn their faith. Each of the gifts represented one of the truths of the Catholic faith. Now you may have heard this, you may have not, I think it's really interesting. So we go down the line, starting with 12 drummers drumming. Now, according to Father Stockard, that really was representative of the 12 points of doctrine in the Apostles' Creed. If you say the Apostles' Creed, I believe in Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, conceived by the Holy Spirit. Um, in the Creed, there's actually 12 points of our faith. So he, they equated 12 drummers drumming with the 12 points of the Apostles' Creed. All right, what about 11 pipers piping? All right, 11 pipers piping, what was that? The 11 faithful disciples, less Judas. Now Judas, we always say it's kind of interesting because of all the apostles who was the most cultured, sophisticated, educated was probably Judas. But the rawest, roughest, and most foul mouth was Peter. But who was faithful? And so the 11 faithful apostles was what was meant by the 11 pipers piping, kind of a, a way to remember. Okay, now we have 10 lords a-leaping. What is the 10 lords a-leaping? That one I think you could get. That's pretty easy, right? The 10 commandments. Um, you know, the 10 commandments are fascinating because they're just not Christian. The 10 commandments are a rule of life <clears throat> for the natural law. You don't steal. You don't take somebody else's goods. You don't commit adultery. You just, you don't do these things. Or rather, you love. And so they really are the way to live. Um, and they're the basis, really, of Judaism and Islam and Christianity. So good stuff there. Ten lords, ten lords of leaping is a Ten Commandments. All right, what about nine ladies dancing? We have to be careful there, as I always say. That's the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. Now, in the traditional Catholic sense, we have 12. But we, um, we talk about the nine fruits of the Holy Spirit. What are they? Do you remember? All right. Charity, generosity, joy, which is different from happiness. I have a whole talk on that. <laughs> Gentleness, peace, faithfulness patience, modesty, kindness, self-control, goodness, and chastity. 
It's good always to remember those are the power of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Now, what is the difference between the gifts of the Holy Spirit and the fruits of the Holy Spirit? The gifts are directly given, and when we accept the gifts and utilize them in our life, they bear these fruits. So there is a difference, and again, if you see my Holy Spirit talk online, I explain that. So hopefully you've seen that. If not, we go on to the next one. Eight maids of milking, of milking, eight maids of milking. What is that? That one's not too hard either. The eight Beatitudes, right? The eight Beatitudes. And the Beatitudes, Jesus is telling people how to be truly and eternally joyful. One of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Remember, happiness and joy are different. I can be happy with worldly things, all right? I can be happy, as I said before, if, um, you know, our, the sports teams win the game or, you know, you get a new fishing rod. You know, I'm happy, but that's not joy. Joy only comes with God. Joy only comes with God. And so the Beatitudes is how to live your life. It's a blueprint for living our life. It is how to be sure you will find favor with God. You know, blessed are the meek, blessed are the merciful. The word blessed refers to this kind of joy that only God could give. So it's important. Jesus' teaching here differs greatly with what people normally consider happiness, sex, money, and power. So next, seven swans of swimming. You should know that one, right? What is that? The seven sacraments. People, and I've said this so many times, I cannot reiterate it enough. What makes the Catholic faith different than all other faiths is the sacraments. Sacraments are not symbolic. Oh, Father, our church of, of the toenail of St. John the Baptist um, has communion. No, it doesn't. There's only one place you can get the real presence of the true body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, and that is in the Catholic Mass. The others are symbolic. Sacraments are not symbols. Sacraments, as you've heard me say before, and there's only one thing you ever memorize about your faith. Of all the things we have about our faith, the creed and the points of the creed, all that, that's beautiful. But if you can remember one thing, remember what a sacrament is. Because that is what makes us different from every other faith in the world. A sacrament is an efficacious sign. Efficacious meaning it does something. An efficacious sign of, of, of the grace of God, of grace the given to us by Jesus Christ, given by Christ, entrusted to the church by which divine life is instilled in us. You got everything in that one definition. The efficacious sign of grace instituted by Christ, entrusted to the church by which divine life is instilled in us. They're all scriptural, every one of them. And that's our faith. So seven swans of swimming was for the seven sacraments, all right? What about six geese a laying? That was for the six days of creation. Remember, God didn't create in seven days. He rested on the seventh day, created in six days. And so 
That with the Lord, one day as is a thousand years, and a thousand years are as one day. And so we say days, but what we are really meaning is creation. The light was created on the first day, but sun was not created until the fourth day. How's that possible? Well, it's because God is outside of time. Adam was told that he would die the same day he ate of the tree, yet he lived for 930 years. God is outside of time. And so this is why we now can still pray for the assistance of someone we love. So powerful. That's six geese laying. What about five golden rings? What is the five golden rings? Five golden rings is the five books of the first five books of the Old Testament. The Pentateuch, we call it. You remember what they are? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Tradition is Moses authored those books. So when we sing five golden rings, you're supposed to remember there are five books of the Old Testament, beginning of the Old Testament called the Pentateuch. Next, four calling birds. What is four calling birds? Well, that is supposed to call to mind the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. All right, this is the order that they were written. Now, three French hens. What are we supposed to call to mind there? Now, that one, you can go either way. Uh, I think of the Trinity, the three French hens, three Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But Father Stockert says it is the three theological virtues that you can't get on your own. Like we can prudence or fortitude or justice. The three theological virtues are only given at our baptism, which makes us go from natural to supernatural. Faith, hope, and love. Yes, I can love things on a natural level. You always heard me, I love fishing, I love Michigan football. That's just, that's a natural level. We can't love on the supernatural level until we are given the grace of the theological virtues of faith, hope, and love. Where do we get them? At our baptism. And so these virtues are gifts of God that are only given through grace. All right, next, two turtle doves. What is when the kids sing two turtle doves, are they supposed to be thinking? The two testaments, the old and the new. Remember, they go together. They're not different. The new is hidden in the old, and the Old Testament is revealed in the new. Very important. And then finally, a partridge in a pear tree. This is Jesus Christ, the only one, the one and only Son of God. And you know why I think the connection with tree is? Because he was nailed to the tree. Why was he nailed to a tree, the wood of the tree? Because it undone, it undid what was done by taking from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden. Satan slithered and hid in the tree and brought the fall of man. And Christ overturned that and turned it over so that the true tree would be redemptive, not damning. And so that's what we have. So the partridge in the pear tree is Jesus in the tree of redemption. You know, this is so powerful. This is why we have in our faith so much. In fact, in our culture is so much based on our Judeo-Christian 
tradition, but we've lost even the meaning of that. I mean, I've talked about the meaning of the Christmas tree and, and the meaning of, you know, why we do certain things. It's all based on our faith. In fact, you know, we're still in the Christmas season because it goes to the baptism, which would be the Sunday after the Epiphany, so a week from Sunday. So traditionally, you know the day of Christmas carols? The Epiphany. The Epiphany. That's when you traditionally sing Christmas carols. So we are moving the Epiphany in this diocese and most dioceses to Sunday. So if you're in the area, please join us. We will be singing Christmas carols on the porch of the Red Lion Inn uh, in Stockbridge, downtown Stockbridge on Main Street at 630. And that will be the true time to sing Christmas carols. People drive by these to shake their heads at us. Why the heck are you? Christmas is over. No, it's not. No, it's not. We are still in the Christmas season. So if you're in the area, drive on out to sea with us. I'll be there. Some of the Marians will be there. We'll be able to celebrate that hot chocolate and a gathering on the, right on the front porch of the Red Lion Inn, again in Stockbridge. And we'll be singing the Christmas carols on the Epiphany, which is the true reason for the season. Well, I should say we sing about the true reason for the season, which is our Lord Jesus Christ, the true partridge in the true tree, the tree of life. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.